let's get to the trenches. We think they're upgraded significantly, and we're going to tell you why. It's brought to you by Campbell Cunningham, Taylor & Hahn, National Signing Day Coverage, CCTIs.com, CCTIs.com, Local Vision Correction, Cataracts, and LASIK, like I had. No contacts, no glasses. So let's take a look at the O-line. Uh, I want to start with you, Drew, Max Anderson. Uh, give me your thoughts on Max Anderson to start, and then we'll take a look at some other cats. Yeah, we talked about Texas earlier. He's a Texas guy from Frisco, offensive tackle. And what you see with most of the offensive linemen they got in this class, which in some previous classes it felt like they were getting undersized linemen or linemen whose builds are maybe too bulky and making them project guys. I feel like with this class, several of these offensive linemen are not project guys. Like They can come in and their body is ready, and they just have to kind of lean out maybe a little bit and learn how to play. Max Anderson is probably one of those guys, six foot five, three hundred nine pounds, four star prospect. I think he's somebody who can give them depth on the offensive line. Maybe next year, if that's too early, then one year he can be in as a sophomore. He's an offensive line prospect that was a pretty big pickup for this team. Twelfth rated offensive tackle in the class, number two hundred fifty six recruit. So went to Texas and got an offensive lineman whose brother went to Oklahoma. Yet Max Anderson passed up Oklahoma to commit to Tennessee, and his brother is now. I think he transferred to somewhere in the SEC, Ole Miss maybe. I'm not 100% sure. but So he passed up Oklahoma and several SEC schools to come to Tennessee. So offensive lineman, a lot of guys wanted that Glenn Ellerby in Tennessee ended up landing. The history, Calhoun, and this goes before – I'm going to show my age before Jeru was born – is not great on uh, Texas uh, prospects that come to Tennessee. I could name – I remember Sterling Kazee. I could name like 10 guys that came out of Texas and didn't pan out. But the fact that Michigan was in on Max Anderson and they are a physical football team, they wanted Max Anderson. That to me uh, would make, should make Tennessee fans optimistic that he can come in and play. And he is already six foot five, 300 pounds. The history on Texas guys that play college football is not great. Okay, <laughs> um, it is the it, they again. I talk Nashville, Texas is the most overrated state in the country with recruiting. The players oftentimes hit their ceiling in high school because they're so well coached, and so they're overvalued on the recruiting trail in terms of the ratings go. Again, you're right. Mo, mo, I can't think of a player from Texas who, who what player from Texas had the biggest impact on Tennessee ever. Uh, I'm I'm completely at a i mean outside of general neeland who was from texas so sure you know what back back in back in 1926 back in 1926 they hired a coach from texas so um but yeah it, it it's really hard for me to think but you're right michigan if there's one thing michigan scouts well it's offensive linemen say whatever you want about the Big Ten schools, I would be high on him if Wisconsin or Iowa was scouting him because those upper Big Ten Midwest schools, they scout offensive linemen. Iowa doesn't care if they're going to score seven points a game. They're going to not give up any sacks. And so if Michigan is scouting him and wanted him badly, that is a big sign for me because I do think they're evaluating the talent well up there. And so Max Anderson going to Tennessee is a good pickup. Tennessee – between the four guys, you have to think a couple are going to work out. And so, and they, they need that because next year, as we've talked about 2025, they're all in for 2024, but if they're going to maintain this, they got to reload the trenches pretty quickly. So this is talking, 
Cool. Sorry, talking trenches. I want to get your thoughts, Jaru, on William Satterfield. Uh, portions of the program brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning, cityheatandair.com, 50 years in East Tennessee. Don't trust a five-by-night HVAC company until you need a new unit when they can uh, save you a lot of money. Integrity matters. City Heat and Air, cityheatandair.com. Thoughts on Satterfield, Jaru? Yeah, so William Satterwhite from Ohio, Akron, Ohio. Satterwhite, excuse me. I'm sure Calhoun will come with some facts after this about Akron, Ohio prospects and if they're overrated, underrated, or how they pan out at Tennessee. But he's another guy, like I said earlier, this offensive line class doesn't have a lot of guys who seem like project guys. He's already uh, six foot three, 300 pounds. So he's a guy that has good size on him. I think he wears his size well. When you look at him, he moves well on the field. He does project more as an interior offensive lineman. So I think they'll probably stick him on the inside. Still, he moves well for a guard. And I, from the film I've seen, he's the number 13 prospect from Ohio. So I think he's going to, I think he's a guy, once again, Calhoun will come in with the Ohio stats, but I think he's another guy who has the chance to pan out at offensive line just with his size and what Tennessee can do with him already and not having to wait out a three-star for four years and kind of have a project guy. Those Ohio guys are pretty good. Uh, There's a guy named Michael Munoz. Surely uh, you're you're not going to rip on the state of Ohio. I would say that's one of the top five states per capita in 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 the nation. So you're not going uh, there, Calhoun. No. When, okay. So here's the catch: when Tennessee gets Ohio guys, Ohio is a great state, and that's why Ohio State's one of the top three jobs in college football. And that's why Ryan Day should be fired because if you don't win a national title in five years at Ohio State, you should be fired. It's the same with LSU, and so. Ohio, yeah, when Tennessee gets Ohio guys, they work out. There's this guy named Peerless Price, and I think he is the greatest receiver in Tennessee history. I know people disagree with Matt. I don't care. I think Peerless Price is the best receiver Tennessee's ever had. Another guy named Ben Martin. Remember him, Dave? He worked out pretty well at Tennessee. And Ben Martin, yeah. And then you're right, Michael Munoz. Now, here's the catch. I will say this. Ohio, very much like Tennessee, is three different states in one. Because you have Southern Ohio in Cincinnati area, and then you have Northern Ohio, the Akron Cleveland area, which is around the Great Lakes region. Tennessee hasn't usually recruited that area around the Great Lakes region. They usually get the Cincinnati and Dayton area and, you know, kind of enter to Southern Ohio. So there is a question of does a guy leaving the upper part of Ohio, which is more like the upper Midwest, you know, where Michigan gets a lot of their talent. Does a guy leaving that area for Tennessee work out? Because I haven't heard of Tennessee ever getting a, a high-profile guy from the upper Ohio area. I don't know if you have, Dave, but I thought they always stay in Ohio or go to Michigan. I've never heard of one leaving. No, I think it's a, I think it's a big get. Uh, I think it's a really big get. And I think Ohio guys, uh, they play against high-level competition. We were having that discussion about Georgia and about the Atlanta area. So we turned to Bennett Warren who's a top a 150 player, according to a lot of people. Jaru, your thoughts on Bennett Warren and Tennessee's ability to get the guy who's six foot seven and a half. We've heard 330 pounds uh, out of Texas thoughts. Yeah, Bennett Warren is massive, to put it lightly. I mean, six foot seven and a half, over 300 pounds already. Like I said earlier, with a lot of these offensive linemen, they went from getting project guys who need to put on weight to a guy like Bennett Warren, who's a top 100 prospect, whose recruitment was highly – it was kind of – there was no favorite. It was heated coming down to the wire before he chose Tennessee. So he's, I think, their biggest pickup in the offensive lineman room. I think he can give them 
an impact very early. He can provide a lot of depth. He's a big Tennessee guy. Glenn Ellerby had a home visit with him. For him, it was another guy who came down to Michigan, Oklahoma, and Tennessee. So for Bennett Warren, we mentioned earlier about um, he took an official visit to A&M too. So he passed up A&M, Michigan, Oklahoma for Tennessee. We talked about Michigan evaluating offensive linemen. Well, another guy from Texas who passed up Michigan to come to Tennessee. So I think he's a guy who's going to be a big pickup for Tennessee. He's big in the literal sense and whenever he hits the field. Well, and I believe this too. I believe that your line needs to be grown in-house, uh, both uh, offensive and defensive line for the for the most part. Now, the transfer portal can help, but let's be honest. Uh, when we look at Andre Keurig, he was not ready to play. John Campbell Jr., he had, a, he had a good year, but there were times early in the season that I thought he was a little bit lost. If those guys are in your system and you're growing them, them up, then ideally, if it were my program, Calhoun, I would I would grow up the linemen on both sides of the ball through my program, and then I would supplement skill position players, defensive backs, linebackers as well on the defensive side with the transfer pool guys. They should be supplements. You shouldn't rely on them on the lines, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. Your your line is a your line is always a project. You should always be develop you should always be in the process of developing your line, no matter what the year is. And you can't, it's not a plug and there are very few plug and play guys. Trey Smith was plug and play, Michael Munoz was plug and play. But I will say, if you were gonna get a plug and play guy, and it's funny, I just hammered Texas recruits pretty hard, but Bennett Warren could be a guy that's plug like Again, you can't teach 6-7-3-30. And on top of that, again, where he's coming out of Fort Bend Christian Academy around the Houston area, you know he's probably already been developed very, very, very well. And and so I think when a guy like that is developed, you could probably plug him in pretty quickly. Now, they may not need to because John Campbell's still there. But does that mean that they couldn't maybe move between Bennett Warren and John Campbell? Look, Tennessee still needs a left guard. Could somebody move over to left guard that we're not seeing yet because Andre Curie can't play the position. So we we might be seeing if anybody's going to get on the field early, I think it would be Bennett Warren. And I think they actually might consider moving John Campbell over to left guard. And that, so that's something to pay attention to. Or they could move Gerald Mincy inside and put John Campbell at right tackle. Okay. We're scheduled to have a very special guest, one of Tennessee's signees up next. And but first I wanted to ask you guys, uh the the Jordan Seaton. Thing. There have been rumors that he was considering now Tennessee after committing to Colorado. Jeru, what are you hearing on that? Yeah, I don't think there's much to that. I saw earlier today that maybe Maryland is back in the mix for him. Maryland's head coach has been pretty big in his recruitment for the past four years. But, I mean, talking about this offensive line class now, I don't know if you really need a Jordan Seaton anymore. Obviously, it wouldn't hurt to have another five-star offensive lineman, but with the guys you have, I think you roll – with who you have and let the guy – I mean, Jordan Seaton also had a lot of outside noise with him, social media, taunting other schools, committed to Colorado for weird reasons. I don't know if you really want to deal with that when you have these offensive linemen coming in who, like Calhoun said, and I said earlier, with their size, a lot of them could be plug-and-play guys in a year or two. 